Whistleblower Report, exposing lies, deceptions, and all that has assaulted our way of life. We must take back our freedom and live as God designed in a free America that honors our Constitution and our Creator. Our experts in medicine, ministry, law, military, environment, and education empower us to grow together as a nation. For such a time as this, the Whistleblower Report offers truth and solutions. Welcome to the Whistleblower Report. This is Dr. Lee for America here with a military report and poignant story of vaccine injury as a result of these unlawful mandates for the experimental COVID shot. Our military has been decimated by these unlawful mandates when the service members have been forced to get experimental products, even though Secretary Austin's order was clear that service members were only to be given FDA-approved products. Of course, the shadow policy has been in effect because there are no FDA-approved COVID shots for the military or the public, as we have been talking about since 2021, when these were rolled out. But The key point here is the devastation that has assaulted our military with the physical damage of the COVID shots, the adverse health effects, death, disability, and what has happened is that the damage from the shots that has caused physical and damage to any organ system in the body has resulted in service members who are now being medically boarded out or terminated from service, losing their career, their benefits, and we are losing their experience and their training that the taxpayers of this country have paid for. And we have an investment in this and a stake in what happens to our military. So America, all of you listening, you may think, well, I don't have anybody in my family in the military, so I guess this doesn't affect me. Wrong. It does affect you because all of us are defended by our military. And if you don't think America is under attack right now from all directions, you've been living under a rock. Our food supplies, our fuel supplies, our airspace has been invaded by Chinese balloon threats that we've talked about that are far more dangerous than you've been told. Our borders are being invaded, bringing criminals, terrorists, drugs, and who knows what in the way of biological weapons across our borders. And now we see our own government has effectively nuked the town of East Palestine, Ohio, with detonating a highly toxic chemical in these rail cars that should never have been detonated and has caused a toxic smoke plume, contamination of air, water, and soil that may make that area uninhabitable for decades to come. We are under attack. And 
you need to wake up and realize what happens to our military means we don't have defense either. So let's hear the story of Norman and Courtney Gilmore. And here to introduce them is a career military officer and seaburn expert. And in the military, that stands for chemical, biological, radiological, and nuclear threats and weapons of mass destruction. And he has a 15-year career in that specialty field. Who better to understand the damage from toxic chemicals, which are in the shot, than our seaburn expert? And this is a story that you need to hear and understand the enormity. This hits at mental impact through trauma, the trauma of damage to your health. Think about it. If you lost your health and you couldn't work, you'd be pretty psychologically traumatized as well as physically traumatized by the loss of your health. So this is hitting at all levels, and it's an attack on our spirit. Spiritually, we become discouraged and in despair when so much is lost all at once. So let's extend some compassion and sympathy for what has happened to the Gilmores. The whole family has been affected by this, and you'll hear their story. And I also want to encourage all of you to pray for them and pray for others in the military who are suffering similar damage and begin to get active in your community, holding your elected officials accountable and get those in Congress that represent you listeners to stand up and defend our military and let's work to restore the options for them and get them help medically and in other ways restoring their role with the military, restoring back pay, restoring rank. All of these things need to be done to make it right for the damage done to our military families. So our anonymous whistleblower, whom I know personally but cannot reveal his name, is going by Joseph Warren today. And he's going to introduce the Gilmores from his perspective, and he knows them well. So Joseph Warren. Thank you very much, Dr. Vliet. Appreciate it, and I'm honored to do this show. I'd like to uh, welcome uh, the listeners today to meet Norman and Courtney Gilmore. They've, they've been married for almost 13 years now. They have four children. Courtney is a stay-at-home mom, while Norman currently works as a contracted analyst uh, for Work Planner in Farmington, Maine. And for these speakers today, I'd like to put out the disclaimer that anything that is shared today or said today does not represent the Department of Defense, uh, Department of Army, or the National Guard as a whole. They are free people representing their free speech today as they share with us and all the listeners. So prior to the mandate enforced resignation, Norman was an active guard reservist in AGR, so he would have been a full-time employee member of the Maine Army National Guard serving in various positions, ending his AGR status as a supply uh, non-commissioned officer with the Joint Forces Headquarters. So Norman has been serving since July 2005 with two deployments, one to Iraq and one to Afghanistan. So prior to the vaccine, Courtney's annual physical in October of 2020 revealed 
she was a healthy 34-year-old woman with no underlying conditions. Everything changed after April 3, 2021, uh, when they attended a, a dependence vaccine uh, clinic at Camp Keys in uh, Augusta, Maine. So, Dr. Vliet, if you don't mind, I would like to start with Courtney and ask her the first question here. My first question is, Courtney, can you describe for us April 3rd of 2021 when you went to that dependence uh, vaccination clinic? So April 3rd, 2021, I went at 9 o'clock in the morning to Camp Keys where they were um, giving COVID-19 vaccinations to the dependents and children above 14 years old. There was a lady in front of me. She had a bob, blondish type of hair. She probably was about 40 years old. She had to sit six feet away from me. Everyone had to sit, sit six feet away. She ended up getting the COVID-19 vaccination and sitting in the chair next to me. We all had to sit there 15 to 30 minutes after being injected with the vaccine in case of reactions. She ended up having a reaction and stating that she needed help, that something is wrong. And they just, the soldiers just kept playing on their phones and talking to each other, just gossip where there's a lady sitting right next to me, clearly stating that she needed help after having the vaccine. I went ahead and got the vaccine, thinking to myself, I was trying to protect myself, let alone the four children, doing something good. And uh, the guy that injected the vaccine had glasses, brownish hair. Courtney, very may I interrupt for just a moment? I really think it would help our listeners understand the enormity of what happened if you focus on the details of what happened to you personally after the injury rather than the details of the day. I think the concern is for your health. And mm -hmm. let's really help our listeners understand what's happened to your health. What's the big picture here? Okay. I developed some issues on April 6th. Could you describe those for us? Lymph nodes in the neck, heart palpitations, arm weakness, body weakness, um, fatigue, and um, shortness of breath, tingling. That must and, have been pretty frightening. And sight pain, uh, where they injected the vaccine. I still have a scar from it. Um, the needle went in all the way into my upper left arm. Wow. That's not how no vaccines are normally injected. No. You must have been really frightened when that happened. What did you yes. do? 
what what steps did you take? What did you see a doctor go to the ER? Yes, I went to my doctor because that's what they said to do was just go to the doctor. And she um, would not put it into Veers because of her job and trying to keep her job. Um, so you mean she would not comply with the CDC directions to report no. adverse vaccine events? No. That's, that's a violation of the medical duty at the vaccination centers in the contracts they signed with the federal government. I've asked her several times. My husband asked her several times to please put it into the VAERS system, and, she's, and she won't. You know, Courtney, I want you and Norman to know you need to get us that information because I have attorneys that the foundation is working with who are putting together cases against the vaccination centers that are not complying with their participating provider agreement with the CDC to report these vaccine injuries. So this is critical for the public to know every single vaccination center in the United States had a contract with the CDC that required reporting of all vaccine injuries and also led to if the vaccination center doesn't do this, this is really important for our audience to know and for you to know, then the vaccination center is guilty of fraud against the government and it's a, it's a violation of the False Claims Act and they can be sued civilly and criminally. And that's in the contract they signed in order to administer them. So I would like for you to send that information to the foundation and we will get it to the legal team. I have that already uh, on on email. I can send it right over to you right after this. Good. We will get it. I know the attorney's working on it. We're working with them on several of these types of cases. This has got to stop, and we are working hard to help that. So, um, Joseph, you have some questions for Courtney? Yes. Yeah, so I'd like to ask Courtney, what is the scariest side effect that you've experienced so far? I would have to say my heart. Um, like you stated, I was a healthy 34-year-old female at the time. No underlying conditions, nothing wrong with me. And um, developing a heart issue due to the vaccine reaction is the most scariest thing I have to live with. Is that because you're worried about an actual heart attack happening to you? And which it has already. I've had a, many strokes, many heart yep, attacks. Yeah. Many stroke, um, many heart attack, even with being on a heart medication. Um, thanks to the vaccine. <laughs> um, <laughs> that is the most. Uh, it's all right. That, that's so, the worst. Courtney. For the listeners, can you explain this concern for, that you have while you watch your four children? Oh, man. Um, should I go into details Do what, what's been Do happening it. Do it. with it? Do it. I know, I know from my perspective um, that see, having the kids see this has been 
devastating to them um, when she's lying there on the floor, shaking, yeah. barely breathing, and I'm at work hitting or hitting when her I head fall. when she falls, when she passes out. It's that been would be um, terrifying for children. Absolutely, absolutely terrifying. Absolutely. And it's, it's, it is. it's pretty bad when we had to have the kids on standby while I'm at work and, and have our, 911 on, on dial. Yeah. Have 911 on speed dial with our oldest that way in case something happened, we had a plan with our oldest where we told her if I'm at work and something happens to mom, first step is call 911 and then call me so I can get moving. Well, I think that's an excellent plan, but a 34 year old healthy woman should not be having heart symptoms to this severity. I mean, I've had a 38 year career working on women's health. And one of the things I know very well is that healthy 34 year old women do not have heart disease or cardiac events like this, unless there's something medically wrong and it needs to get properly evaluated and diagnosed. I will want to tell our listeners, if any of you are, as women, are experiencing the kinds of things Courtney's talking about, we have recommendations in our educational guide, Treatment of Vaccine Injury, on the Truthful Health Foundation website that lists the diagnostic tests. And Courtney, we'll talk offline about some of the tests that need to be done for you. If they have not been done, then we need to help you and your husband advocate for the proper medical evaluations to get to the bottom of this because there are better ways of treating it than perhaps you've been told so far. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah absolutely. Um, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. But that is very frightening when someone formerly healthy suddenly starts having heart symptoms and, and neurologic symptoms, which it does, which you're describing with the shaking and, and passing out. So this is indication of not only brain injury, but cardiac injury. And mm -hmm. these are very serious. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they did find um, through an MRI for my brain that um, I have signal dropout in both sections of the globus pallidus. The doctor wrote right in black and white on the form that it is unnormal for a woman my age to have this much signal dropout in the brain. Yes. That it's the beginning of Parkinson's disease. Well, it's not the separate Parkinson's disease. It's the damage to the globus pallidus from the COVID shot. Yeah. And for our listeners to understand, I need to keep repeating this because it's urgent that people understand it. We have never in the history of the vaccination program worldwide had any traditional vaccine that was engineered in a way to cross into the brain, cross the blood brain barrier. And the COVID experimental shots were designed with lipid nanotechnology that drove the mRNA across the blood-brain barrier into the brain, spinal cord, nerves, and specifically causes brain inflammation, blood clots, and toxic damage mm -hmm. from the chemical polyethylene glycol in the lipid nanoparticle. 
And so that is why you're seeing accelerated brain degeneration and they're calling it Parkinson's, but it's not the disease, the true disease of Parkinson. It's Mm -hmm. brain damage from the toxicity of the shot. Absolutely. And Norman, you're speaking now as her husband, how has this affected you? Okay. Um, So Besides the fact that I was full-time with the military, um, actually, before I even go into that, I just want to state that um, in accordance with AR 600-20 paragraph 5-12, I'm covered under protected communications uh, due to the fact of I've spoken up throughout since uh, all these events occurred all the way up through now and have been uh, dismissed, censored, uh, discriminated against, and disregarded. So, um what I'll go into is working full time for the organization, trying to put out what's occurring in my household and them having their narrative that they had to push uh, made it really hard because even it was almost like they were trying to tell me my eyes were deceiving me that what I was physically seeing wasn't real um, as if they were going to continue forcing it and pushing it on me to get the shot, uh, even with what my family was going through. But I even try to put out there, common sense would be, we have four children at home. We see what's going on with my wife. God forbid she had died. And I got the, the thing, like, we would have had four kids fending for themselves, like, with, with no parents around. Like, there's, but they still continued to push it. And no matter how many medical exemptions I pushed for, they'd sit on a desk or they'd end up, being held up. Um, one, one big benefit of the whole thing was, uh, there was one medical officer who was real good after he heard the story during one of my PHAs. Um, he did straight up say, I'd be, I'd be angry about this as well. And, uh, he said, I, he, he's, this medical officer officer is the one that got me set up, uh, with my first temporary medical exemption, which was great. Um, I do. Uh, so all this started occurring in April on April 3rd, 2021, when she got the, the injection and it led up um, through. And then it wasn't until August 9th when August 9th, 2021, when we officially went to the emergency room, mm-hmm. um, we spent seven hours at, a, at the emergency room that night uh, with me spending time with the kids in the vehicle while my wife was inside. Because you guys weren't allowed inside. We weren't allowed inside. It was that time where you couldn't have anybody with you in the hospitals because of COVID and the big old fear of COVID and all the narrative they were pushing. Um, Even with me opening up about that, uh, there was an event that occurred on July 21st, 2021. Um, I'm about to drop a name and I've, mentioned his name before, but I am ready to mention it now again. Um, as I as stated in the beginning, I was the uh, AGR GIF supply guy uh, for JiffyQ. And uh, I had recently, back in October of 2020, replaced uh, the prior supply and seal leaving. As she was big with a few of the medical officers due to her one of her previous Positions. So in July, um, this medical officer, Major Joel Dunn, uh, stopped into my office looking for this individual. 
And this at the time was, if you're vaccinated, you don't need to wear a mask. You're unvaccinated, you have to wear a mask, which was a big part of their discrimination against those saying no. Um, he saw me and my supply clerk sitting there in the office wearing our masks because he walked in. We weren't going to wear them if he was there, but if he wasn't there. <laughs> um, but uh, he walks in and he sees that we both have masks. He's like, uh, you guys unvaccinated? I said, uh, yes, we are, sir, and we have our reasons. I said, mine has to do with my wife. So he comes over to my little office area and he's talking to me. He's like, well, I'm a, I'm a doctor. Would you mind telling me? Just put it out there. This was my first interaction with this guy ever. So I figured I'd have a little bit of trust in him. I mentioned to him what occurred at my wife's doctor's appointment, April 12th, 2021, after her adverse reactions had started. In the middle of me talking to him and telling him that the doctor had told her, do not get the second dose. There's a good chance it would kill you. In the middle of me saying that, like, he interrupted me and said, yeah, it's highly unlikely, but go on. I about lost it, and I stopped all conversation there, and he could tell, and he left my office. That right there foreshadowed exactly how hard this organization and how this military, the government, everybody was going to push this mandate, regardless of what anyone was going through. It was and no and no one would listen it uh it, it reminded me so much of the nuremberg trials nuremberg code and nazi germany but no one had even listened to that when i brought that up um that foreshadowed everything and that changed my perspective on how i was going to approach things and it opened me up like I've always been a real quiet, go with the flow individual, go with the flow soldier, do what I had to do. This changed. This 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 event right here changed me mentally and in in many ways. I had been I am in, sure it did, Norman, and I want you to talk more about yeah. that very point right after the break. I think it's it's really critical that all of our listeners across America and around the world understand the enormity of the damage of all of this. This is Dr. Lee for America, and we're going to take a break with the Whistleblower Report military segment. And we are always right here on America Out Loud Talk Radio, Monday through Friday, 12 noon Eastern and 12 midnight Eastern. We urge you to share these programs with your friends, family, neighbors, and also start looking at ways that you are learning information here you're not getting in the mainstream media. And you can use this to be proactive to protect your family, your home, your community against the threats that we are disclosing every day right here on the Whistleblower Report, and go to truthforhealth.org for treatment options of vaccine injury, treatment options for COVID, treatment options for radiation injury, and we are now compare, We are now compiling treatment options for dioxin damage, which is polluting the entire northeastern United States from the disaster in Ohio and the burning plastic in Florida on February 16th. America, this is your life at stake 
as well. We will be right back after the break and hear more from Norman and Courtney and their horrible ordeal through this vaccine tragic injury that has affected her health so severely. We'll be right back. We are fighting the ultimate fight between good and evil. AmericaOutloud.com replaces groupthink with innovative think. Well, it was Walt Whitman, the poet, who said, keep your face always toward the sunshine and shadows will fall behind you. America Out Loud Talk Radio, the liberty and justice for all. You already know Genesis plus HOCL is your best defense against viruses. But did you also know it's the most powerful weapon for eliminating airborne mold too? Customers are raving about the Genesis Fogger's ability to tackle mold problems and the bad smells that go with them. And we all know mold is a hazard to your health. There's no airborne invader that Genesis can't handle. Visit genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud to receive a 15% discount on the Genesis Fogger with promo code OUTLOUD. With Genesis, you're ready for anything. These days, every time you turn on the news, it seems like there's a new threat to your health. Maintaining a strong immune system has never been more critical. Advanced Nutrition Company, Healthy Cell, created Immune Super Boost to help you strengthen your immunity. Unlike other supplements that don't work, Immune Super Boost is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed nutrients proven to support immunity, like vitamin C, D3, zinc, elderberry, and echinacea. These physician-formulated gels come in a small gel pack. Tear off the top and shoot it down, or mix it in water. Boost your immunity. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. This message is from the Truth For Health Foundation. Hi, I'm Dr. Sam Sigloff, a family medicine physician and a major in the U.S. Army. The following are only my opinions. Service members are being coerced to participate in medical experimentation, with over 7,500 service members being discharged for refusing to participate. Many of them have lost their retirement and medical benefits. There are allegations that the DOD is committing medical fraud, violating the Religious Freedom Restoration Act, and violating the constitutional rights of service members. Strong men and women stand ready to defend so that you can sleep peacefully through the night. Now we must stand watch over the military so they can sleep peacefully through the night. Please get involved to help protect the military. This message brought to you by the Truth For Health Foundation. For more information, please visit truthforhealth.org. That is truthforhealth.org. Truth, the word for, health.org. Welcome back to the second half of the Whistleblower Report. This is the military segment with Dr. Lee for America and our military chemical, biological, radiological, and nuclear expert going by the name Joseph Warren, who is introducing our military couple who has sustained such horrific damage from the COVID shot. Courtney Gilmore, as you heard in the first half, was a healthy 34-year-old mother of four in great health with no medical conditions previously. 
and now has had devastating heart damage and brain damage from the COVID shot, as well as creating a situation of extreme emotional trauma as she and her husband and her children face an uncertain fate and not very adequate medical help and not not finding people to take it seriously that it was related to the vaccine injury. And we were beginning to talk with Norman right before the break about how this has affected him. And so I really want to continue, Norman, with the things that you were talking about. Okay. Um, so just before the break, I was talking about an uh, uh, individual named Major Joel Dunn, who uh, was completely dismissive about my wife's uh, issue, uh, reaction to the vaccine and, and how it was affecting me and my family and was going to continue to push the narrative. It foreshadowed how the organization was going to be about everything. Um, I ended up after that event, I immediately went and talked to one of my, uh, good, good buddies, good friend, um, up in his office that I worked with. And he was also going through similar thing as far as saying no. And he, he as well could not believe what just occurred. Um, so I got talking to him a little bit more and he said, said I should push a complaint up. And at that time, I was like, no, I'm going to just continue pushing the route I'm going and saying no and getting the story out there. Um, the other big piece of that day, that same exact day, maybe half hour, 45 minutes later, um, my wife got results because she was placed on a Holter monitor uh, back on a few days, about a week prior to that date. And uh, we finally got the results calculating. In, in those results, um, the average resting heart rate was 102 beats per minute with a high of 146. PVCs were 61 and PACs were three. Uh, she contacted me at work with those results. And I got looking at him and I said, something didn't seem right because I got doing some research myself and found that the uh, average PVCs per day was 19.93 with her daily heart rate, uh, which was considered excess by everything that I found through uh, searching. Whether that's accurate or not, um, we, we pushed to the doctor and the doctor even said, well, that doesn't sound right. So let's get you checked out. Um, that led to her having to have an echo leading to the echocardiogram MRI and the EEG um, electro. Uh, I can't remember exactly what it's called um, where they had to put the wire pieces on her brain. And, the, yes. The EEG. Yeah. The EEG, test. like a sleep test during the day. Yep. Um, so that led to all those but we were still waiting and waiting and waiting for the answers on when those would be scheduled. So that's what led to the August 9th emergency room appointment because we hadn't got answers. And at that August 9th, uh, 2021 uh, emergency room appointment, um, we spent seven hours there, seven hours at the emergency room, me with the kids in the van because we were not allowed inside. So you stayed in the parking lot. Yep. Stayed right in the parking lot with the kids in the van that way we could be ready available any, any second. Um, the, at that, it was at that time where they did multitude of tests, uh, blood draws, EK, uh, EKG, chest X-ray, 
uh, blood clot and test, all these various tests and everything was coming back normal. Um, they put her onto a heart monitor right there. And fortunately, if I remember correctly, his name was Dr. Fisk, mm-hmm. um, ended up immediately seeing what was occurring on the monitor and said, we have a case of myocarditis here. So it was then where they said myocarditis and they put her on the blood pressure medicine. Um, fortunately, as much as I absolutely hate prescriptions and the push of prescriptions, it was beneficial at, if it, it was beneficial, it, it, it helped calm things down and made her somewhat back to a normal, more normal, um, state than she was at that time. Uh, it still didn't, it wasn't the cure all. Um, that was one of our biggest issues. We were still trying to get answers. Uh, then it comes to August 23rd, 2021, when the FDA, I'm saying this sarcastically approved the, uh, COVID vaccine. Um, and you know what, Norman, I understand your sarcasm. I do want to clarify for our listeners that was a fake approval by the FDA. And it was a lie to the American people because they did not approve Pfizer or Moderna or J&J. They gave a conditional approval to BioNTech and only had a marketing license for 24 hours. And then that expired. And Comirnaty, that was the BioNTech product the FDA conditionally approved, requiring five more years of safety data before it was fully approved, that product was never and still is never available in the United States. So it's really critical that we keep emphasizing there is no FDA-approved COVID shot, period. Not for anyone in the United States. And in fact, not for anyone worldwide because Comirnaty was a conditional experimental product in Europe. It was all designed to keep immunity for the pharmaceutical companies, the immunity from in the use of experimental products. It's just critical. People still don't understand that. Yeah. No, I, I was meaning sarcastic. I was meaning it sarcastic. I know. <laughs> oh, I, I, I'm very, I'm very facetious uh, about the stuff with individuals. I know, but you're the listeners don't know that, and yeah, I, I understand yeah. you, but I'm going to clarify <laughs> that. All right. Um, so with that um, fake approval, uh, it, it pushed the fact that we knew it was going to be mandated by DOD, which only increased my anxiety, knowing how the organization was already being dismissive and disregarding my family's uh, situation and, and my wife's reaction. And then we know, as we know, the 24th of August, 2021, they mandated it. Uh, uh, this ended up um, making things a lot worse because they started getting very, very much more forceful with the narrative of 100% vaccination rate, 100%, 100%. Let's be the first state to get 100%. And we could, there was a good amount of us that could tell what they were doing. And then they'd try the whole, oh, you can get four day pass or a week pass yeah, or, pass yeah, to the park. or, or, yeah, or even four days off for free if you get it. Like it was, so they One were of those, basically bribing you. Exactly, exactly. And there was a lot of individuals who not necessarily went and got it to because of the bribes. Some of them got it because they wanted to save their careers. 
And what sucks about that is um, the fact that a lot of those individuals were um, my friends, people I've served with for the, the time I've served. And there was actually one individual who was talking to me and she told me that she didn't want to get it. But as soon as she ended up sitting there in the chair to get it, she said she cried. And all she could think about was my family and what we had gone through and how she really didn't want to get it, which leads me to this, um, something I've said the entire time uh, with the about force injections. And I know a lot of people I've said this to completely disagree with me, but I and a bunch of others agree. All these force injections is the equivalent to rape. You're having something injected into your body that you refuse. Um, I just no, want to get that. A, that's actually a good description because this and and in the legal terminology, because we've interviewed many lawyers, we're working with many lawyers on cases for, with people. That is a medical battery, yeah. and to threaten someone with loss of job is coercion, which is yeah. forbidden under the. You mentioned the Nuremberg Code; it's forbidden. Yep. Um. One one big thing uh, I want to hit because I, I I know we're getting close on time and I know there's a few more questions is uh, one more individual one more incident that um, occurred that on October 22nd 2021 uh, during the workday um, then Maine Army National Guard Chief of Staff now Assistant Adjutant General of the Maine Army National Guard Colonel Blair Tinkum uh, approached me and another unvaccinated soldier in the uh, office area. And the reason I wanted to mention this is because this is the one that put me pushed me over the edge mentally with, uh, with, with, um, uh, with trauma, uh, trauma to the whole thing. During this conversation, I explained to him, this was the first time since everything's gone down that he actually came down to talk, but you could tell right from the start, he had an objective. He was going to push the narrative. The first question he asked me and my, my, uh, comrade, my my buddy there, was if we were at war with China right now and I told you to go man that foxhole, would you do it? And at the at the time, I was like, absolutely, I would. Um, and he's like, how's this different? At that moment, I couldn't think of an answer, but I just want to tell, because I'm sure he's going to hear this because they they watch my social media like, like hounds. Um, my answer to him is that situation or that example he asked about is life or death. This vaccine, this mandate, this narrative was not a life or death situation, as you could tell. Um, well, even more critically, Norman, for our listeners, let me make a point here. There is an important legal distinction between a lawful order in yeah. combat to do what he said about if I told you to get in that foxhole and fire, would you do it? This was an unlawful order, which every soldier has the right under military law to refuse. So the correct answer, which I realize most people don't think of in the heat of the moment, yeah. but what the lawyers, military lawyers working with our foundation have said unequivocally is that this is an unlawful order, illegal order to coerce, mandate, require, order a soldier in any branch of service to take an experimental medical treatment, period. 
So the difference for any of you listening that have this come up in talking with your commanders, the difference is mandating me or coercing me to take the COVID shot is an unlawful order. Having me ordered into combat in a war is a lawful order. I will obey lawful orders. I have the right to refuse an unlawful order. That is chapter and verse out of the Uniform Code of Military Justice that the military lawyers have given us. Dr. Vliet, I would just like to add from what I've heard Norman say and speak these last few minutes is it sounds to me that he felt like he was being bullied or extremely yes. pressured by upper rank. And then it even sounds from what he just described that he was being stalked. I would like uh, yeah, Norman I would agree with you. Yes, absolutely. Uh, still being stalked. I, I still am. Be, I still am. Um, so good. I'm, I'll finish up real quick with what I was getting at with this here with that with the then chief of staff, uh, assistant general. That led to me having a suicidal thoughts and suicidal plan. I I fortunately ran into a, a very good um, friend on my way out to my vehicle after that conversation who talked me down uh someone who i i had heard was going through similar situations with saying no and to extent other other stuff with it um but he helped talk me down uh, but i sat at the stoplight outside of my work that day five to ten minutes contemplating driving into traffic and making it look like an accident because of how this organization and how these bullies individuals were making me feel um norman so i would like to ask why, why would you have considered that? Why, why did you go there in your mindset? I mean, I, I can't I went, imagine if you knew you were going to lose your job, what, what the thoughts yeah. might be going through so, your head. So in my mind, a lot of it was that no one was listening. I was being disrespected and dismissed. And like I mentioned earlier about how they were basically trying to make it seem as if my eyes were deceiving me. Not just that, but I had spent at that point 15, 15 and 16 years total in. So throughout my time and my deployments, I ended up, the, the organization became my family. It became like a family to me. And it was almost like it was leading to a messy divorce. It was leading to a messy divorce that I didn't want. And I still feel that way with the organization, but I've learned ways to um, work through those thoughts, uh, to avoid going down the dark, dark path. Um, but it was just, it was just the fact that they were, it was like a family, like as being just removed from a family as a whole, like really messy divorce. Well, and I, I just want to say, Norman, I'm grateful that you had a friend there to help talk you out of that dark place for all of our listeners. Yeah. Suicide is a permanent option that leaves scars for the family for the rest of their lives. Do not go down that dark road. There is help available for all of the traumas that the, the Gilmores have just been talking about. And God will guide us to our resources. We need to turn back to him and pray to be protected from these evil forces of darkness that are assaulting our mind, body, and spirit, and that are tempting us into these dark places. 
And I want all of you to know there are suicide helplines. If you are feeling that discouraged, reach out. There is help available. And I'm glad, Norman, that you did not give in to those thoughts. That would have been devastating for your family. Yes, absolutely. Especially with what we were already going through. Um, yes. And, and the other fortunate piece is I had another good friend. Once I got home, I contacted uh, who I knew had been going through similar similar thoughts. And uh, he, he helped talk me down as well and gave me advice as far as go to a journal, write it down, go for a walk, do some exercise, and then go back to that journal later on and realize how crazy those thoughts were. And that helped a lot too. Um, the one, the one that there's a ton more we could go into. Um, but one thing I do want to touch. Yeah. Could I get your wife to respond really quick? Because I imagine in her physical condition from the injection and then watching you, uh, lose essentially your career in the military at the same time, not to mention the financial and, and benefits that you were going to lose. Courtney, can you describe for the listeners what that was like for you to watch him actually go through that? It was terrible. It was just a terrible, terrible, terrible time. Um, I spent the past 13 years washing and folding that uniform, his socks, his, his army t-shirts, seeing him put on those boots and his hat and uh, him not putting that uniform on, you know, it, um, it's not just an adjustment for him, but it was also an adjustment for, for me. Um, well, and it also must have been very frightening to think about losing the, the, the certainty of the job that he'd had for so long and the, the stability, the, the mm-hmm. family, the, the financial stability that you had in that career. All of those things were threatened, Courtney. I, so for both of you, I, I just, I think that that is a huge trauma that the cruelty of the leadership in what they are doing to the military that have served America so faithfully, that cruelty is hard for me to wrap my mind around. So, and I uh, I think that's critical that we address that. Dr. Vliet, it sounds to me like, I, I know speaking with Norman uh, prior to the show, he was talking about losing his identity, but I could hear in Courtney's um, voice as she talked about folding his clothes that it sounds like she also lost it, her identity too in, in this, in the losing of the military position. I think they both did. They both have, you know, people uh, who are, are not in the military have no idea of the sacrifice and the way in which military spouses and families make sacrifices so that the service member can volunteer to serve this country. That's something that a lot of people just simply fail to take into account and why it's so important when we can bring the husband and the wife together to talk of the career military person and the spouse to talk about the impact on the whole family. You're exactly right. 
our our world got tipped upside down. Yeah, and then some. Yeah, and it it affected the kids a lot too because I would use I used to get up and I'd I'd get my uniform on I'd get ready and get them up and ready to head off to school and then I'd head to work and that that changed uh, to be honest it, it was what's ironic about doing this today is uh, one year ago today was my last physical day in office as an AGR so it's been one year since. I put that uniform on and I'll never, and I've said this straight up to behavioral health, to anybody I've talked to in uniform, I will never ever put that uniform on again. I was even, even after the mandate was lifted, I was called and said, Hey, you could come back and finish out your time. I said, absolutely not. I said, all my trust and faith in the leadership of the organization has lost. I said, there's a reason I'm not allowed on any of your property right now. And I, I won't put that uniform back on ever again. Well, Norman. I understand. And that's a tragic loss to America as well as your family. Joseph, your comments yes, would, as we begin to wrap just, up. Yeah, really quick. I'd just like him to describe that day that he had to resign where it was exactly oh, yeah. one year ago. Oh, God. Okay. Oh, um, man. So, uh I'll try to do it as quick as possible. So me and my one of my buddies, uh, the same individual we sat, that's the chief of staff at the time sat down with, had talked about this. And uh, we were like, they've been putting the screws to us this whole time. Uh, it's our opportunity to put the screws to them. And we had both talked about not wanting to resign, but it was like we were pushed and pushed and pushed, pushed to it. And we had no other option. As much as they want to claim it was uh, voluntary resignation, it was absolutely forced resignation. It, 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 there's no other way of looking at it. So what we did is we timed it just right. And he let me know he submitted his the day before. Um, and then he, uh, he, uh, he ended up telling me that he submitted his. And then I was like, all right, it's my time. We both felt like there was no other option. There was no other option to, we couldn't, we just, we couldn't put up with it anymore. It was, uh, it destroyed us. Like in many ways, it's it's really hard to explain how bad it destroyed us. Did you feel like human beings anymore? Absolutely, absolutely not. I felt like a piece of dog shit, to be honest. I felt destroyed. It. Well, and it that, really as we have to wrap up today, Norman and Courtney, yeah. that is probably the most powerful statement that America needs to hear is that by the American people sitting back and not pressuring their elected representatives to do the right thing by our military, the public is involved in bringing down and destroying one of the most highly thought of institutions in our country and the one we all depend on to defend all of us. This is the greater tragedy of the political agenda that has destroyed the code of ethics and the rule of law in the U.S. military. America, it's coming from all directions, and it is past time for everyone listening to get off your couch, get active, get loud, get involved, and help speak out to defend our military against this continued 
abuse of their medical, military, and constitutional rights because there, but for the grace of God, go all of us. The, the mandates have backed off in the civilian world, but they are still being coerced and forced in the military, regardless of the grandstanding from our politicians about, oh, we stopped the mandates. No, they have not stopped. They will not stop until we work together to stop the shadow policy and the abuse and trauma and illegal actions against our troops. This is Dr. Lee for America. And you better believe I'm outraged at this. I want more of you listening to get outraged, get loud, get involved, and let's stop these illegal actions that are destroying our country. We are a nation of laws. We are a nation of ethics. We are a nation, one nation under God, with liberty and justice for all. Let's reclaim that birthright. We'll be back again tomorrow with another whistleblower report. Check us out at www.truthforhealth.org. Sign up for our email alerts and join our crusade. We are silent no more. And we, together, we the people, will stop the tyranny.